Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, wonderful people. Welcome to a new episode of A Shot of Melanin. I am your host, Michelle. Happy March, everyone. Now, I do apologize for the late episode. There's a lot of moving parts that happen, but we are back. Uh, so let's take a look quickly as to what we missed or what has been going on between February, our last episode, and this current one. Well, Beyonce announces her tour in which she has dates here in Canada. Now, will I be going? No. <laughs> I've been one of uh, an honorary member of the Beehive. And so I've gone to uh, a few or rather a Beyonce concert in the past. Now, when uh, it was announced that she was coming, for example, here to Toronto, I do, as I mentioned, have access to early ticket access. As I said, I am a honorary member of the Beehive. Um, now the tickets were okay. They weren't anything ex like they weren't bad, but they weren't amazing. And so I said, you know what? Even though they're not bad, I don't think I'm going to go. And by the time that they were available for the general public that's when ticket prices were just crazy. So I will not be going to the Beyonce concert and that's okay. I hope those who do go, they have a great time. I will be living vicariously through those um, who did purchase those tickets and who will be going. I'll be watching your Instagram and wooing and dancing and singing along like I'm just there. Now in other news, Netflix launched its anti-password sharing. And I'm sure that upset a lot of Canadians. I did hear a rumor that it was only rolled out in Canada. I'm not too sure as to why it wasn't rolled out everywhere. But that was the rumor. I'm not too sure if it's uh, correct or if it's true. I didn't get the chance to double check on that rumor to see if it was true. But I know for a lot of people, the anti-password uh, uh, sharing has definitely caused a lot of headaches as there are stipulations as to how it works and um, it can cost people more money because, for example, if you have children who are going to university and who use the family Netflix account, well, that becomes problematic as they are going to be charged on, uh, on your card. So let me know what you think about the Netflix anti-password sharing. As for me, no problem here. My kids are not a university level yet. Um, so we watch everything that we need to in our home. Now, in other news, Viola Davis reached EGOT status, and I thought that was just so amazing. So EGOT, in case those of you who are listening do not know what that means, that means Emmy, Grammy, 
Oscar and Tony. And uh, I think that is definitely a big win for the culture as uh, there are not many people who have attained EGOT status. So definitely congratulating Miss um, Davis, Miss Viola Davis on that status. And then obviously, I'm sure many of you have heard, especially if you live in Canada and the US, that there is an alleged Chinese spy balloon that flies over um, Canada and the US. I think this was back in the month of February. Um, Now, when I last checked, Chinese officials were saying that it wasn't them. So if it's not Chinese doing it, then it's probably a UFO. Like, because no one wants to uh, admit who was sending over that spy balloon. I hope we figure out who it was soon. And if it is UFOs, I pray they come in peace. <laughs> then one of my favorite actress, Miss Kiki Palmer, becomes a mom. I think it was so such a full circle moment to see her. She grew up as a child actress and now to have a child of her own. She's going to be a wonderful money. Sorry, she's going to be a wonderful mother. Um, I look forward to seeing that little boy grow up. I bet you she's going to be hilarious. I'm looking forward to um, her content as she embarks on this journey. Also in news, the Super Bowl happened. I know millions of people tuned in worldwide, not only to watch the game, but tuned in for what we thought was Rihanna's comeback to music. Now, it was reported that Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show had more views than the game itself. Over 5 million more people turned into her performance, in which I can say we were all shocked to see her rub her belly and announce she was pregnant with baby number two. I mean, I'm truly happy for her and ASAP. Uh, I mean, I've come to terms that we are not getting new music, but nevertheless, we wish Rihanna a healthy pregnancy and a quick delivery. And for those who are still hopeful, the Navy gang, um, of course, new music. But unfortunately, we did have a devastating blow um, as uh, we had recently watched the, um, the Oscars in which there was a devastating blow for Miss Angela Bassett during the Oscar as she loses uh, to Best Supporting Actress um, to Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, a lot of people felt that Miss um, Bassett was robbed, and I agree. You know, she definitely deserved that for her role in the Black Panther movie. I'm just hoping that eventually the industry will see her for the talent that she has and who she is, and they will award her that Oscar. I'm praying for EGOT for Miss Bassett. So today's episodes, let's get into it. So this episode, we are discussing International Women's Day, which was on March 8. If you don't know what that is, it is a global day celebrating the social, economical, cultural, and political achievement of women. The day also marks a call to action for accelerating women's equality. Now, wait. You know what time it is. Now, before I even get into this episode, it's time for the artist and song of the month. Did you think I forgot? Of course not. Now, in honor of International Women's Day, which, let's be honest, is really a month here. It's not a, it's not a day. It was only fitting to get a female artist. So the artist of the month that I have chose is 
Zensol. Now, Zensol is a Juno-nominated R&B neo-soul artist from Brampton, Canada. Now, to my non-Canadian listeners, think of the Junos like the Canadian version of the Grammys. Now, people that really know me know that I have three genres of music that I really love. So I like soca, I love lovers reggae, and I really love Afrobeats. So this song really hits one of them, and I'm going to let you guess which one it is. So without further ado, let's get into today's song and artist of the month. So the song and artist of the month is Zen Soul. The song is called If I Lie featuring D1 Wave. Let's get into it. Now, did you guess which one it was out of the three? I'm sure you can figure it out. So I did a little bit more digging on Miss Zensoul, and it says that she was born in Nigeria. So it makes sense that Afrobeats is something that she's totally acing. Now, if you want to listen to any of the songs and artists of the month, I do have a Spotify playlist. And so if you didn't catch it during this episode, I did leave the link in the show notes to the Spotify, um, our playlist, which is called The Mix, and which I put on all songs that are on here as artists and songs of the month onto that playlist. So again, if you missed it, the name and the artist of the month, just click on the link in the show notes for that. Now, as always, I always have to do my little spiel before we get into the episode. And that is, if you ever enjoy any one of our episodes here, I need you to do me a huge favor, especially if you're listening through platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm going to need you to rate and review this episode. If you rate and review, what that does is it helps me as a small podcaster show up on top charts. So if you are on Apple Podcasts and you notice uh, that you see certain podcasts that are suggested for you to listen to, that is the goal for this podcast. So by doing things such as rating and leaving a review, that helps me get on charts like that. In addition, we are on YouTube. So if you want to see some visual content, I urge you to go on YouTube, type in a shot of melanin and you will find our podcast YouTube page. 
As always, we are on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're even on Facebook. Guys, you need to subscribe there just because whenever I announce contests, that's how you're going to know. Actually, I will be announcing another contest real soon. So if you want to get in on that action, follow us on our social media. I will provide all the links and details on how you can follow us on platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Guys, we're even on TikTok. So please, please, please subscribe because you do not want to miss out on some really good contests. Last month, we gave away a game pack for the game called Convo and Chill. I was able to have a conversation with the creators of that um, in which they gifted me a gift to give to my listeners in which it was a prize pack of games of Convo and Chill. And so we gave away one away for Valentine's Day. So you don't want to miss any upcoming contests. We're also sometimes we go live on Instagram and I have more contests before the end of this season. So if you want in and you want to win, you know what you need to do. All the details will be in the show notes. Okay, so if you're following me on Instagram, I'm sure you saw a video that was posted on there recently. And recently I was invited for a book launch. And so it kind of got me thinking about what does International Women's Month or Day, whichever you choose, what does it mean to me? And I did have to reflect on it because a lot of times as an individual here in Canada, we tend to look at our neighboring countries, so those in the States. And so many times we may look at International Women's Month and look at those to be admired that are American citizens. And while I do um, support and encourage and I'm proud of all the work of women, whether they are white women, black women, whatever woman of color that is doing the work out in the States, I had to think about, okay, well, A Shot of Melanin is a Canadian platform. It's about amplifying black voices and highlighting Canadians who are doing big things. So what does International Women's Month mean for me being a Canadian? And so on today's episode, that is exactly what we are going to talk about. We are going to talk about International Women's Day slash month through the prospect of being Canadian, as well as I will discuss about that book launch that you did see on the Ashada Melanin Instagram page. And I promise you it's all related and they will all be wrapped up to explain how this means to me in terms of International Women's Month. This is Ashada Melanin.
I definitely think that International Women's Day is a day that is needed to celebrate the wins that we have had over the past couple of years. Now, even though we've had some wins, we've also seen a lot of setbacks, which we could find worldwide, whether that was the overturning of Roe v. Wade or young girls losing their ability to have a formal education. I definitely thought that having this or celebrating women, we definitely need to encourage each other and celebrate the wins as well as mourn the losses and know that we need to continue and move forward. I think in my research in for this episode, I came across some very interesting information. Now, according to the World Economics Forum, it can take up to 100 years to close the pay gap. Now, if you didn't know, then I will definitely be the one to tell you there is definitely a pay wage gap when it comes between men and women. And so this stat is actually quite alarming to know that it will take a hundred years. So that would probably mean that my great, great, great grandkids, now if they have daughters at that point, that's when that huge wage gap will be closed. Now sit down and think about that for a minute as to how it is considered unfair and unjust for women because if you think about it, in this modern day and age, women contribute so much to the economy, to companies, to businesses, and for there to be such a huge wage gap, and that is definitely a huge problem that needs to be resolved a lot quicker than 100 years. I think one way that we can definitely tackle this on is to be very transparent uh, in regards to salary. So I know that a lot of companies don't want you to discuss salary, but I think if we're open and transparent about salaries, this can be a way to call out companies and demand the pay that we deserve. Because what is it that men make more than women and they are doing the same jobs and they are able to do it just as well and just as efficiently, but be paid less. So I definitely think that transparency should be there in terms of talking with people about your salary and not being ashamed of it because I do find transparency will definitely help when negotiating salaries that you know and so that you know you're not lowballed. I've even heard stories of women who've had interviews with other women and they provided a lower number than what they the company was willing to give them. One specific story had me very proud in that moment in which the interviewer air quote accidentally hung up on the interviewee and called the interviewee privately and stated that she was lowballing herself and that she will call back and you will provide a higher salary in which that individual gave them the range that they were willing, the company was willing to hire her. So definitely having more transparency is one way that we can close that gap. And I think this is not just with women. I think men need to be allies in this as well. And to be transparent with your female friends about what you're making, because ultimately that's the only way we're going to be able to close this gap. I sit here and I reflect on so much that women have gone through and continue to go through. And at times, I'm not going to lie, it can be a lot. It could even be to the point where it's discouraging. 
Now, if I asked who to name, or if I asked you to name me somebody, specifically a black woman that has had some sort of impact on the culture, on politics, on healthcare, on anything, I'm sure you'd be able to come up with tons. We've got people such as Oprah, Michelle Obama, Tamika Mallory, or just to name a few. Now, I will admit that when it comes to black women of impact, I tend to look at what's out in the States. While I'd be fangirling over many of them, specifically, I know I'd be fangirling over Michelle. I had to think about what are some Canadian black women of impact. So, of course, I did some research and I did want to bring to your attention some women that have really impacted the culture, whether it be through a large scope or through a small scope. So, for example, we've got Jean Augustine. Now, Jean Augustine, I'm sure you've seen, especially if you follow the Instagram page, I've posted her quite a bit, but I do want you to know a little bit more about her. Now, she made history as the first black woman elected to Canada's parliament, serving from 1993 to 2006. Her role included Parliamentary Secretary to the Prime Minister, Minister of Multiculturalism, and the Status of Women, Chair of Foreign Affairs Committee, and Deputy Speaker. Her legislation's success included both the historic Black History Month motion and the famous Five motion to honor women's suffrage. Now, basically, if it wasn't for Jean Augustine, we wouldn't be celebrating Black History Month here in Canada. It'd only be something that we would dream about and watch our neighbors out the South have. In addition to that, she also has in her name our Girls Leadership Academy in Scarborough, a center for young women empowerment and municipal park in Etobicoke, a secondary school in Brampton, and a multi-purpose complex and district park in Vaughan. So she's got a lot. She is a member of the Order of Canada and commander of the Order of the British Empire, holds honorary doctorates from universities such as McGill, Toronto, York, Windsor, Waterloo, Guelph, and Trent, and supports scholarship at Centennial College, George Brown, and Humber College. And so when I think about Jean Augustine, I'm definitely thinking about the struggles that she may have gone through being in a political campaign in a political realm and anything politics. I could only imagine the challenges that she's gone through. And so when I think about International Women's Month and I think about Jean Augustine, I think about challenges, adversities, and rising above and beyond and fighting for the cause because you know that the next generation will definitely benefit from that. And so that's one thing that comes to my mind when it comes to Women's International Month. Now in the arts, we've got Portia White, which was a world famous operatic contralto. She was also born in Truro in Nova Scotia. She's a descendant of Black loyalists and of Reverend William A. White, the son of a former slave. Now, at six, White joined the choir at her 
Father's Church. Now, following graduation from Dalhousie University, which is still a university, by the way, out in Nova Scotia, she divided her time teaching in Africville and training at the Halifax Conservatory of Music. In 1939, Juan won a scholarship to study with a noted Italian baritone, Ernesto Vinci. She made her Canadian debut at the Eaton Auditorium in Toronto in 1941 and in 1944, after many failed attempts based on her race and gender, booked and subsequently performed to widespread acclaimed a recital at a New York town hall. That same year, the Nova Scotia Talent Trust was formed to support whites burgeoning international singing career. Now in 1945, she signed with Columbia Concert Incorporated, the largest largest artist agency in North America. She performed to adoring audience in Europe and North America until 1952, when unfortunately her poor health forced her to retire. And so when I think more about, you know, women in in the case of Portia's White's uh, situation, I just think of persistent and perseverance. And I think about how, you know, even though she was not successful, she kept going and persevered through. Then there's Dr. Notisha Masqua. Now, she has been a powerful advocate for advancement in Canadian Black women's healthcare for over 30 years. In her early career, she established several organizations which served Black communities in Canada, including Africans in Partnership Against AIDS, the African Resource and Community Center, and Harambe Center Family Counseling Program. Now, she served for two decades at the Executive Director of Women's Health in Women's Hands Community Health Center in Toronto, the only community health center in North America providing specialized primary health care for Black and racialized women. She has consulted globally on racism and its impact on workforces and it's considered one of Canada's leading expert in developing equity responsive organizations. And so when I think about Dr. Notisha, I think about finding your voice and amplifying it and giving voice to those who need it. And especially in her situation, voicing for a community that she is so passionate about and wish to see strive when it comes to healthcare. We know whether you're in the US or in Canada, it's the same situation that healthcare in both countries are definitely quite challenging if you are a Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Person of color. And so when I think about Dr. Natisha, I definitely think about standing up and voicing and speaking for a community that you so dearly love and just having that the ability to advocate for communities that definitely need advocating for. Then we have Anne Devine, which is the founder and CEO of Ashanti Leadership and Professional Development Services, which is a company in Halifax that empowers Black and immigrant workers to fulfill their economic and business goal. Now, Miss Devine was born in Guyana and grew up in England, earned her bachelor's in arts and sociology at the University of East London, a post graduate diploma in social work and a master in human resource management from Middlesex University and worked as a social worker and probation officer before moving to Canada in 2004. Now she served with the Nova Scotia Human Rights Commission from 2007 to 2014 when she left to devote herself to the Ashanti Leadership and Professional Development Services. A tireless and outspoken advocate for women, Divine is constantly invading and adapting her service to meet the needs of her clients. She received unprecedented support for her work when Atlantis Business Magazine took the bold step of putting her on January's 2017 cover of their first ever issue devoted to women. Now, she has received many prestigious awards and honors including being one of my Halifax experiences, top five immigrant worker influence in 2018. And so when I think about Divine and her process of going through this and being an advocate, I also think about boldness and I also think about persistency and striving and working hard and tirelessly and so when I think of that, I think of what she's contributed to the, the, the city, the town, the region that she's in. And like all of them, they've all contributed so much and yet they're so not known. The last one that I wanted to bring to your attention. Now, if you don't know this individual, if you're a Canadian millennial, you cannot not know who she is. It's none other than Miss Julie Black, as she is an icon. She has been dubbed as the Canadian queen of R&B and soul. Her accolades are extensive. She has shared the stage with superstars such as the Black Eyed Peas, Kanye West, Bon Jovi, Celine Dion, Elton John, Alicia Keys, and so much more. She's contributed to various Canadian media outlets as well as the entertainment industry. She was a former host and correspondent for CTV's eTalk. She was chosen to interview global megastars such as Jay-Z, Oprah, and former President Bill Clinton. And boy, does she have a story about that. You can go check on the Brandon Golden Show for that one. 
She's appeared in TED Talks, Canadian Idol, The Morning Show, and she was even a contestant on The Amazing Race. She's taken home Juno Awards as well as Gemini Awards. And would you believe it if I told you she was selected by the Queen, the Queen Elizabeth, to sing? Now, I'm sure you've heard about it. If you're American, you may not have heard about it. But during one of the Raptors game, they were obviously looking for someone to sing the national anthem. Like many sports, the national anthem is sung. And so Miss Julie Black was selected to be that voice to sing our anthem. And as she sang the anthem, she changed a few words. Canada's queen of R&B, Julie Black. It was a standout performance, but what stood out even more was this. Our home on a native land. Julie Black says the change was a result of long reflection. I sang the facts. You know, it's on, we are walking, breathing, living, walk, you know, experiencing life on Native land, on Indigenous land. Many people are praising her decision, including this Mi'kmaq student. That was exciting. It was uh, a shock because I... Indigenous people, when we, you know, listen to the uh, O Canada, we always hear home and native land, and that's not true. O Canada has evolved over the years. Most recently, five years ago, All Thy Sons Command became All of Us Command. But changing the national anthem during a performance can be risky, and certainly not everyone is a fan of Julie Black's revision. One critic tweeting it was just creating controversy and division. Another calling it absolutely disgraceful. Some people could be offended by that in the sense that it attacks the symbol, it attacks the, the, the legend, if I, if I may say. Uh, but uh, I don't see any consequences for her because she is exercising a constitutional right. Julie Black says she got all the validation she needed from the reaction of a close friend who is indigenous. I didn't know how much this would mean to him, but now I do. And to every person who has lived generationally through being Indigenous and just want the world to know that their lived experience matters. She says she hopes our home on Native land may one day become the official version. Deanna Sumanak-Johnson, CBC News, Toronto. And so when I think about women, based off that, I think of fearless. Because let me tell you, Julie was bold and fearless to do what she did. It obviously caused some backlash, or maybe a lot of backlash. But for the most part, a lot of people commended her for that as she was standing up for our Indigenous brothers and sisters. So... What does this all have to do with the video that I posted on Instagram? Okay. As I mentioned to you before, at the beginning of this episode, I was invited to a book launch. Now, the name of the book that was launched is called We Rise in Power. And it was basically 
It was basically a compilation of authors as they tell their stories, as they tell their truth. And it was so ironic that the book was launched on March 8th for International Women's Month. Now, not only are they telling the stories, but these stories are meant to inspire, to encourage women in whatever that they're going through, whatever situation that they may face to keep going. And so when I went to this event, let me tell you, I was a little nervous. And to be quite frank, imposter syndrome really set in because I had no idea what I was doing there. Um, But I am so glad that I went because it was so inspiring listening to these women's stories in which I would like to share with you today. So ladies, congratulations, you made yourself immortal. Mm. You will live on and on, and your story, which is so important and so life-changing, will live on as well. So congratulations on that. So, yes, I'm happy. I'm back to the I'm happy to be here. And I'm even happier to be able to have this conversation with these authors, these leaders, these change makers. Boy, that word went around quite often. We should get a t-shirt. I am a change maker, right? And I wanna, I'm looking forward to hearing more about We Rise in Power. Um, I work in a, I work in media, but you don't really get to hear a lot of stories from women in color. Women of color, I'm sorry. And I'm excited for this opportunity for more people to have access to that. You have your stories can change things. Oh gosh, here we go again. Change makeup. Your your stories can change things, but accessibility is one thing that we don't have. So you guys have mobilized that. So clap them one more time. If you don't like to clap, this is not your room. Because you'll be doing a lot of clapping tonight. So we're going to get to know a bit about the authors and I'm going to help you guys navigate this conversation. And I'm excited to be able to learn more and hear more about your stories and kind of what inspired you guys all to be here at the same time. And now is the time. It was supposed to happen a year ago, but nothing's happened before it's time. Everything is always on time. So now that we're here on time, let's make it happen. And we're going to learn more about each other, learn more about these ladies. And here's the thing. I know you guys have a wealth of information and just power and knowledge you want to share, but everybody only has two minutes. <laughs> because we don't want the people then to not buy the book. Because you know when they make the trailer, the trailer is only two minutes. And the movie is an hour and a half. So it makes you want to go buy the book, right? So we're going to give them a teaser the trailer, the highlights, you know, the boom bam. And then they can go, buy the book please, on the corner right here by Jazz. Jazz, pick up your whole self, please buy the book, thank you very much. So let's dive into this conversation. Miss Lola, this is your fault, isn't it? We're all here because of you. Look at this now. As the lead author of the book, what was the original motivation for you guys to get this going? And what was the thought you had behind it? In two minutes. Two minutes. 
thank you everybody for being here. It's an honor. Um, everything that was hard, everything that was hard to make this book happen tonight and for all of us to be here tonight did happen. That was really the motivation. Um, I, this is my fourth book. I did not intend to do this book. Mm. The summer of 2020 happened, George Floyd, a lot of awakening, a lot of wokeness. I hate that it took that event for us to be where we are and have done some of the things that we have done, but it woke me up to a bigger piece of responsibility that I had as a mother to a biracial boy, our Blasian sensation over there. Woo! To know that all of us have something we can do to help shift, change, transform, uplift. All of us. You don't need a title. You don't need a fancy little job. All it takes is your vulnerability, your bravery, your truth, and your willingness to be out there and say, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I bring to the table, and we are here to be seen, whether you like it or not. That's it. Thank you, Marsha. I just want to take a moment as well to acknowledge all of you in the room. I had I tried to take a chance to introduce myself to most of you. It means so much to all of us to have you here and share this beautiful project with us. Um, my beautiful daughters came with me this weekend, so for us, it's Anymore. So we are a collective voice 
saying that it's not good enough. So how that changed my life was me having the opportunity to crack open this resilience I've been carrying. It was hard to frame in 3,500 words, unfortunately, everything. There's so much more, and I think we all probably have so much more to share, but it was an opportunity for me to just crack open, share my thought and my thoughts, and also realize in doing so, retrospectively, there's a light inside me, a power inside me, that I never, I never took the opportunity to recognize or value or love. So for me, this is a beautiful, important project, and I hope you all love it and carry it and share it. And you know, to my co-authors, I appreciate and love you all so much. Right? Wearing dark colors, pulling your hair back. Um, I was very, um, I'm not going to say lucky, I worked my ass off. Sorry, kids. Um, I worked for the United States Department of Defense at the Pentagon. I was a 30 year old young brown girl with really old white guys, um, giving them advice and they didn't like it. I worked for the Department of Homeland Security for 18 years. I was making a ton of money and I just walked away in December because frankly they don't deserve me. And, and you know, thank you, and you know, I don't say that to, to, to be egotistical about it. I say that because most of us here are wicked smart and capable and competent, and the world tells us that we don't belong at that, at, at that table. We want to go to Deborah's table. <laughs> so we are making our own table right now. Um, my story had a, a huge arc. Um, while I was working to prove myself and to make all this money and to have security for my family and to be successful and to be seen, um, I got really sick. I was traveling across the country. I was in a, a DHS Fellows program that was for up and coming executives. I was one of 30 people selected from 220,000 employees for this nine month program. And at the end of it, as amazing as it was, I was sick and I didn't take care of myself. And I, long story short, had to have emergency surgery and I flatlined twice. My daughter at the time was four, Alyssa, and my son Adam was about 18 months. And I mean, it, it was the whole thing. Asking my husband, do you want to resuscitate her? It was the whole shebang, it was real. And so coming out of that, I had to make big, big, big changes in my life because I understood what was important. So my chapter really is one of urgency because I really want to ask you, are you happy with your life? Because mm. I got a second chance. I don't know if you will. And so if you're in status quo and you're an autopilot and you're just rowing that boat without no freaking direction, then what are you doing here? Like, What's your purpose on this earth? And it doesn't always have to be a big thing. It could be a little thing. I think sometimes we feel that to make change, 
We've got to be this big, powerful, lofty voice in the room. We've got to be Oprah. Listen, there's only one Oprah. So be Julie or Beth or whoever you are, but do it with the utmost purpose. Because you may not be as lucky as I was. And so one of the questions I pose to folks in the book is, are you a human being or are you a human doing? Because I was really doing everything, much like my panel here. I was doing the most, right? Getting all the accolades, getting all the bonuses, in this constant need to prove my worthiness. And now in my 40s, could care less. I'm with Deborah. I'm with Deborah's camp. So one of the questions um, as we close, um, and thanks for letting me share my little rant. Um, I really want to ask you to take this question home for yourself and ask yourself, who do you have to become to live the life you deserve? What is the gap between where you are now and where you want to be? And then how do you get there? And go do the thing. Like, stop effing around. <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, I don't know if anybody else died and came back. I'd love to talk to you, but it's a legit thing and it changes you on a fundamental level. There is a sense of urgency about me, about my chapter, about these women that I've grown to love through their words. So go do the thing. And I rise for my younger self and the younger versions of all of these women. And I rise for my daughter who's 16, struggling to find her way in the world, and your daughters and your sons. Because we need men in this conversation. All of you. I can't believe I got through all that without crying, but rise with us. That's all we ask in Buy the Book Fight. I think I would like to wrap up and thank you to everyone for sitting, standing for so long while we um, got the chance to share a little bit of you know ourselves and why we did what we did and wrote what we wrote. This book is important right now because when you look at the person sitting next to you, the person working next to you, the person you ride on the go train with, whatever. The book is important because it invites you to think in a different way about what you see on the outside. You know, that it's not about ego. It's not that, this is not about me. It's not, oh look, I have an author and you know, and whatever. It's not about that. It's not about that. If it's about that, then we are not creating space at the table. We're not creating new tables and new party rooms for everyone who deserves to be their full selves. So if, the, if at any point you have any ego and you haven't worked on what you need to work on within yourself to be able to share fully and invite others to share fully, then that's the work that we need to do. So this book is important because it's a different way of relating to each other. You know, I was born in Taiwan, tiny little island, moved to the States, met white people for the first time when I was 11, moved to South Carolina, met black people for the first time when I was 13, and now, oh bam, I'm married to a black man, and we have a Blasian sensation. So, we don't know where life takes us. Life has 
a bigger purpose of its own than what we know, but we have a choice. We have a choice of where we are now, who we are standing next to, who we get to work with, and we have the choice to be able to fully see them and fully see ourselves in them, and then everybody can get along. It's that simple. It's not hard. My husband and my son is just as worthy as you and your son and your husband, regardless of what's on the outside. It's very simple. It's the unlearning we need to do with all the sh we've been taught to, to believe and to know. That's all. This book is important right now because we need to do the work. All of us need to do the work. It doesn't matter who you are, what, what you do, where you come from, what you look like. We all have the responsibility. Period. <laughs> Black, the Canadian standard, period. <laughs> Canadian Black standard, period. Asian gold ribbon, period. That's I left that event confident, inspired, and just I felt as though my cup was poured into. I learned so much. So while I don't know what the future has in store for us as women, I do know this, that we need to continue to strive. We need to continue to be bold. We need to continue to fight for our rights. But above all, we definitely need each other in this fight. And having women alongside other women is definitely a way where we can advance and meet our goals to ultimately come out on the other side and be a lot stronger than ever before. So to just end off, I want to wish everybody a happy International Women's Month to all the women out there. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them. <laughs>